Hello and welcome to this week's edition of Cyber 321, Cybersecurity Without Insanity, through three articles, two numbers and one thing to think about. I'm Sam Glynn and it is February 3rd, 2023. Uh, So first article this week is to watch out for killer traffic lights. And that is Bitdefender recently reported on a software vulnerability that only affects 150,000 devices. Unfortunately, these 150,000 devices are traffic lights. So why are traffic lights connected to the internet? Well, for convenience, of course. It makes it far easier to manage the devices if you can do so from anywhere in the world. It also makes it far easier for cyber attackers to gain access and switch any light from red to green. Or perhaps thousands of lights from red to green at the same time. So just because of lack security by one company, 150,000 traffic lights now potentially pose a significant risk to public safety. The second article this week is about JD Sports, which recently notified 10 million customers of a recent data breach. According to a report in Silicon Republic, the breach relates to online orders placed between November 2018 and October 2020 for several of the retailer's brands, including JD Sports, Size, Millets, Blacks and Scots. The breach means cybercriminals have the names, addresses, phone numbers, email addresses and purchase details of 10 million people. While there is no word yet as to why JD Sports only reported the breach in early 2023, when the breach relates to data from 2018 to 2020. Uh, The key thing here is that if you are one of the 10 million customers, you should expect an increase in the number of phishing emails and dodgy phone calls that you receive. And the third article this week reminds us that it may be time to block even more types of file attachment. And this is based on Bleeding Computer recently reporting that cyber attackers continue to try different types of file attachments to fool your staff. Now that it is harder for the bad guys to use Microsoft Word or Excel documents to deliver their malicious software because of recent security changes made by Microsoft, the bad guys are now switching to other file types. In the past, I've mentioned uh, file types like shortcut files, LNK files, HTML files, and email files, EML files and PST files, that they are no longer to be trusted because they're frequently used by the bad guys to get past our defences. And this week we're talking about Microsoft OneNote attachments. I think it's time for us to block or quarantine any emails that include an attachment with a file type that is seldom used for genuine purposes. In other words, instead of blacklisting specific file types that we believe to be suspicious, we should now whitelist specific file types that are potentially useful for business purposes and block or quarantine all other types. The first of two numbers this week is 98%. And that is 98% of organisations have a relationship with at least one third party that has experienced a security breach in the last two years, according to research recently published by Security Scorecard. Uh, 
Now, we may argue that this figure is an overestimate because it was published by a company that sells monitoring services for third parties. Although Security Scorecard states that these figures come from automated systems, which gather information on over 300,000 organisations. In any case, such a statistic indicates why regulators are so keen for us to get better at third-party risk management. And the second number this week is 50%. And according to the same research, half of all organisations have indirect relationships with at least 200 fourth parties that have had breaches in the last two years. The report research suggests that most organisations are no more than two steps removed from each of the top 50 IT or technology vendors. So even if your organisation doesn't use a certain vendor or technology, there's a good chance that those you depend on do. This may help us understand why the EU's DORA Act, the Digital Operational Resilience Act, Uh, is going to require financial services firms to get very serious about managing IT third-party risk. And if you don't believe me, have a look at the DORA regulation text, Article 1A and Articles 25 to 27. And as an aside, uh, fourth parties are the third parties of your third parties. So, for example, if you rely on an IT third-party MSP, And this IT MSP relies on SolarWinds, which is a popular IT management system used by many IT MSPs. Then SolarWinds is one of your fourth parties. Unfortunately, it also means your IT MSP may have been one of an estimated 30,000 organisations breached when SolarWinds was hacked in 2020. And because this software is used by IT MSPs, to manage the IT infrastructure of organisations like yours, this SolarWinds breach could also have put you at risk. So I wonder how many IT MSPs that use SolarWinds informed their clients about this breach at that time. And on to the one thing to think about, and this week I need a favour. I want to ensure I'm writing about the topics that you're most interested in, or in the case of the podcast, talking about the topics that you're most interested in and also writing at a frequency that you enjoy. At the moment, I write five emails per week. Uh, Most of them are short, take about a minute or two to read. Uh, Whereas the Friday one, which I also record as this podcast, does take a few more minutes than that. So I'm asking if you could spare as little as 23 seconds, and this is only an estimate, Uh, and answer a few questions about what I should do more of and less of. I will be guided by your votes, so if you don't provide feedback, you'll be putting your trust in those that do. And if you spend any time in the comment section of the journal, you know how dangerous that could be. If you would spend a few seconds to give me feedback, you can access it from codeinmotion.ie forward slash survey. And thanks in advance. That's it for this week. Until next time, take care.